0: bring the benefits of high-quality hemp-based CBD products to others so they can benefit, as he has following the years of pain, during his NBA playing career. With CBD now allowed in the big three as an alternative to other pain relievers, he looks forward to other sports leagues beginning to allow the use of CBD as well. And then we've got Brock Cannon. Brock grew up in Salt Lake City and raced as a professional mountain bike racer from 1996 to 2015. When he retired from mountain bike racing, he took up ultra running and was introduced to the medicinal benefits of the cannabis plant. Brock is on a mission to spread the benefits of the plant to athletes all over the world and is the author of the book The Cannabis Athlete and founded the online community of the same name. And then on the end, we've got Kyle Turley. He is a former all pro NFL player and successful power country musician. He's the CEO and founder of NeuroXPF, a hemp-based CBD product line that's THC-free and was created to help athletes stay focused, reduce inflammation, aches and pains, and stay in the game. So give a warm welcome to everyone that we've got here today. So I want to start first with asking, asking each one of you what your personal experience has been with CBD in athletics and what... Started you bringing CBD into your treatment and recovery programs. So, Will, let's start with you.
1: Yeah, so it was about a year and a half ago that I was introduced to CBD for the first time. I'd had turf toe, and uh, that's a strain in the ligament uh, of your toe, uh, really nagging, annoying injury. Been taking Advil, hadn't helped me at all, so I was randomly at a charity golf tournament where they were passing out samples of CBD. Uh, the next day, I tried it, and my toe didn't hurt anymore. And I was just really blown away by how effective it was. And from from that point forward, I just knew I wanted to get into this space. You know, my immediate thought was, I wish I'd had this when I was still playing competitively. And uh, I knew I wanted to do something with this and and get it out there for people and how to help them like it helped me.
0: Al, how about you?
2: <clears throat> how everybody doing? Um, well, I was brought to cannabis actually through my grandmother. Um, She was the first person I actually seen um, cannabis help. You know, I grew up in New Jersey where, you know, I was taught to believe that, you know, cannabis of all kind, you know, and obviously no one knew anything about CBD. I don't think we even knew about THC at that time. Not that I'm that old. But, uh, you know, we always believed that it was a gateway drug. So, you know, growing up, I was always taught to stay as far away from it as possible, you know, because, you know, I have my family, you know, struggle with addiction. And then also just seeing kids getting locked up behind, you know, cannabis. So I was just one of those guys that was, you know, super afraid of it. And when I went and played for the Denver Nuggets was the first time that I had seen, you know, articles and dispensaries and, you know, was able to hear people's stories about how cannabis actually helped them. So by, you know, hearing those stories, I was able to talk to my grandmother about trying it because, you know, she had come to see me. She was 80, 80 years old. And, um, you know, she was taking all this medication. And I'm like, Grandma, why are you taking so much medication? She told me all the things she dealt with. And if we all can remember back in, like, 2008, 2009, you know, why cannabis was so hot was because it would help with glaucoma. And that was the thing that she said she was suffering from. So I was able to convince her to try it, and she tried it. And, uh, you know, 60, you know, hour, hour and a half later, I went to check on her, and she had immediate relief. And, uh, you know, she was crying and downstairs reading her Bible. And, uh, you know, that's when I was inspired to changed the way I thought about cannabis. And at that time, I was, you know, interested in learning more. And then of that season, I had a, a knee surgery that uh, I, I say is a botched knee surgery, but I had got staph infection. So, you know, I was in the hospital for like a week, um, thought I was going to die, to be honest. I lost like 30 pounds in like 10 days. And, um, you know, my cousin who's sitting over here my business partner in Viola, he had come to see me and uh, he was with this other lady that has this company called Cloverleaf University. And you know, I'm taking medicine, they're talking to me. I'm like in and out of sleep. And you know, she's like real high in it. She's like, man, why are you taking all that garbage? Oh, blah, 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 blah. You know, you could there's so many other things you could take. And uh she left like all these products, like tinctures, um uh topicals and stuff. And um, I swear I've had since that time, you know, I've had seven surgeries and I've man I've managed all my pain through cannabis. And you know, with CBD and stuff like that, you know, for me, since I was still playing in the league, I couldn't use CAC products. So that's why I started using CBD products. And, you know, the more and more it helped me, I've been able to, like, you know, flip my grandmother's church. Like, all the church users are using cannabis now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and but CBD is always like, I always say that is the gateway. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, people that are scared of it, you know, when they see that the relief that they can get from CBD without non psycho active you know um ingredient of THC and it it opens the door and uh that inspired me to start Harrington Wellness and um you know right now I have a uh our first brand is called Replay that is launching actually this Monday and uh it will be topical tinctures capsules and a recovery shot for athletes. That's awesome you oh,
3: exactly.
4: keep up. um yeah my story is actually very similar uh athlete growing up i i grew up racing against guys like lance armstrong and a lot of the guys that ended up going to europe and racing on the road and uh ended up staying as a mountain bike racer here in north america uh we didn't get caught up in the doping and the blood transfusions and the terrible stuff that happened Uh, i have a lot of friends that were were benched because of that so i i decided that wasn't the game i wanted to play um that said uh, like Dr. Karen said in my intro, when I got into ultra running in 2016, uh, I quickly found my knees more beat up, uh, back pain and just it was a different, different sport altogether. And I was taking about 12 ibuprofen a day and I looked at myself in the mirror one morning as I popped another six and I was like there's got to be a better way. Um, I grew up Mormon in Salt Lake, um, not practicing anymore, but um, I was same thing, I was taught that it was a bad drug and to stay as far away as possible. And uh, it was only after seeing a friend get some, some back pain relief that I was just open to getting more educated. And um, I haven't taken uh, any type of ibuprofen or NSAID uh, for two years now, and it's been awesome.
5: Uh, Kyle Turley uh, played in the NFL for about 10 years, 93 to 07, uh, Saints-Rams-Chiefs it's football season go them, Um, and Aztecs. Uh, San Diego State alum from Southern California, um, uh, went for the dream. Uh, All of us, we've all gone, we've had, you know, the opportunity to be young athletes and realize our opportunity to make it to the the dream, you know, and that uh, for everybody else in the world was just that. For us, it was reality, and so, Uh, Football was my sport, and with football came severe injuries. uh, Severe injuries then came severe medications to deal with those. I had a 20-year addiction to pharmaceutical medications on prescription use only, and I still call it an addiction because I could never get off of those drugs until I found CBD and I found what I found in cannabis, uh, period. It saved my life as I was hopeless at the end of all those drugs, from taking 10 pills a day from all your muscle relaxers and anti-inflammatories to sleep aids to psych medications and dealing with contact sports and uh, what football has uh, and MMA and and others. uh, And uh, even cycling, you fall. Uh, Basketball, you fall. Everyone falls. The general public falls. And I've now traced the opportunity to Uh, get into people's lives through CBD in that they're having these same experiences that I've had and what brought me to this plant and why I speak about it today Um, and uh, the strains that I found, I had to test it. I wanted to know what is, why does this work? I didn't want to just be blind about it. They were higher in CBD. They're higher in terpenes. That's why those strains work better for you. Okay, so now let's go to that. Four years ago, I meet the guys that are doing the best CBD in the business when this was really small (laughs) and we were in uh, little places in San Diego uh, and little shacks, little uh, side uh, clubs and stuff. Stuff, and um, I was exposed to CBD. Unbelievable. And I say to this day, CBD is one of the the most, uh, uh, the biggest component outside of finding your strain in cannabis on the flower side of THC. CBD can change your life, will change your life. Uh, And that's due to what I then went to search and why and that's our cannabinoid system And so for me, it's about education. It's about knowledge Uh, Truly appreciate everybody being here uh, to be educated because uh, if we're not then we're just out here doing it for no reason and trying to make money Uh, I started my company as we all are because uh, we have uh, this, this inner uh, experience that we can tell people about. And when you can do that in this industry, I've challenged everyone to start a company. I want everybody to compete. I don't care if I don't make a dime because this conversation is growing rapidly, uh, more rapidly than any other conversation in the world, period. And uh, nothing else uh, has saved more people that I've witnessed personally, including myself, uh, and has the opportunity to unite the world.
0: Thank you. So how have your doctors felt about you incorporating CBD into your treatment and recovery programs? Have you gotten any input in terms of dosing, how to titrate, where to start, anything like that? Or has it all been your own trial and error and your own research? Will?
1: Yeah, you know, I think uh, for the most part, a lot of the time, the doctors are still asking us questions, you know, because they don't know, and I'm kind of like, uh, we need to refer that to someone else that knows more than me, too. But, you know, I think for the most part, I think a lot of people are just out here, you've got to figure out what works for you. You know, there is no take X amount every day that's going to work for everybody. And it's not, it's, it's not like children's Tylenol where it's, you know, if you weigh less than 25 pounds, take this much, you know, it doesn't work that way. It's about finding what works for you and your body, and so there's a lot of, self-experimentation that has to go into knowing exactly how much you need. You know, someone can tell you, oh, you know, maybe 15 milligrams, whatever. You know, someone can make up a number because that's what works for them. But everybody's body's different, and no one's going to react the same way.
5: All right, that's that's my experience as well. Um, Each one of us has imbalances. That speaks to the endocannabinoid system scientifically. So unfortunately, we're not having these conversations with our doctors because they don't know enough about the endocannabinoid system. And that's the truth of it. Um, uh, those that do, it's we're, we're on the same page. Uh, those who, who have not been educated on the, the cannabinoid system are, uh, and there's not many out there, it's unfortunate. Because as athletes, that's all we do, is spend our time on the field and off the field. We spend it seeing doctors. Um, and it's been quite sobering to, to know that uh, I know more than them now <laughs> about something that is unbelievably uh, um, the, I mean, the efficacy is there. Obviously, there's millions of people being uh, saved through this, but uh, the discussions aren't being had in those doctor's offices. It's just, well, somebody told me. They closed the door, you know? Uh, and somebody told me this. You're like, what? <laughs> you, know, you have a degree on your wall that's from Harvard. I went to San Diego State. I've spoken at Harvard twice on cannabis. Crazy.
0: Brock, Al, do you have any, any input on that? <laughs>
5: No,
2: I agree with everything he said. Yeah. You could have said
5: it better.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, so on that on that vein, what what are some of the avenues that you see as effective means to communicate cannabinoid therapy as true medicine in in athletics and um, improving performance and healing for for athletes?
2: I think obviously, like the first step is just for more of us to, to take a stand and say, like, we use. You know what I mean? I think that you know. We're in a, we're in a stage where we have to kind of humanize what we're doing. You know what I mean? And I think that, you know, it takes role models, you know what I mean? To kind of, to push the needle. And you know, my biggest concern is just that, you know, I know so many NBA players, NFL players that use, and you know, if we all collectively came out and said we use, it would make sense because some of the players I'm talking about are like, you know, the headliner guys you know what I mean and they use for pain they use for anxiety they use for a lot of different reasons and the thing is that they still go out there and perform at a super high level so I think that that's the biggest thing is that we have to continue to break down those barriers and you know that's why it was so important for me being a part of this big three thing even though you know we're all retired most of us were retired athletes but we're still athletes and we're getting paid and we're playing on television and the fact that you know I would say 95% of the big three athletes all use cannabis. You know what I mean? And you see the level of play. And I think that by people seeing that, it's like, oh, okay, they actually can use and still go out and perform at a high level. So I just think it's just that, you know, we just need more athletes, you know, and and influencers to use their voice and just, you know, let's spark these conversations. Like what he said is the best. I've never heard it said that way. Like we really do need to just, you know, challenge everybody to start their own company. Because at the end of the day, you're right. We don't make any money, but if we if we're in it for the right reasons and that's helping people, it doesn't matter. Yeah.
5: Well, fortunately, we are going to make enough money. <laughs> 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 it's, uh, I mean, that's the beauty of this whole thing, right? Right? Is that we can talk about this and we can also benefit from it. Uh, health and wealth is not something people, I think, should be shy to talk about or desire. Um, and this is something that is, in my opinion more true to us as humans and uh what created us obviously as it comes from creation uh than anything so you're you're uh, as as i tell people i'm on a mission from god i'm getting to the show i don't care how many cops you're going to send the blue buzzers get in the show okay that that's what happens all right and that's what's going on with this plan it's awesome to be a part of it okay.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Brock, Will, do you have
4: anything you want to add? Um, yeah, I mean, it's scary for athletes to come out of the green closet, as I call it, because um, it's the perception still. And in fact, with my own experience in 2016, when I, I published an article that was launched on a, a huge wellness site um, that I'd been writing for, and they twisted the title a little bit, and it kind of made it, it was, it was to sell the article. It was kind of, twisted to make it sound like I was getting high all the time. Here was this fallen athlete that didn't care, but he was just, he was high all the time and stuff like that. Didn't even really focus on the CBD use. Um, and I lost friends over it. I had friends that I had raced with for years that literally said, man, you're full of shit, uh, pardon my French, and wouldn't talk to me. And just thought I was out in the mountains getting high as a, a ultra runner. and. Um, it's just, it's really sad and I agree with everything these guys are saying. I think the more high level athletes and just people in general that kind of come out of that green closet and talk about it and say, this is real medicine. You go to any ultra marathon, uh, like a hundred mile race and at mile 42 or whatever, they're going to have Tylenol and Advil that they're handing out alongside with the snacks. And how cool would it be to have, here's a CBD vape, here's a topical, here's this, try this instead. And that's, you know, kind of what I'm on a mission to, to, to preach, at least in the running community. And they're like, why did I ever take this stuff? This stuff doesn't even work the way CBD does. So it's crazy.
0: Yeah, so that's, that's an interesting avenue um, that ties into the next question. And it's just what are some of the key therapeutic areas that you see CBD being integrated into athletics and replacing some of the more harmful drugs? I mean, that's a, it's a great idea is out on in the races. What, what other... Areas do you see as being important?
5: Um, I I mean, personally, every reason, everything. I mean, it's your cannabinoid system. If you understand what the cannabinoid system is in charge of, your central nervous system, your immune system, as an athlete in performance and recovery, those are paramount. Uh, You know, especially in football, contact sports, our, our neurological systems are being damaged. At certain positions, every play. I played on the offensive line. I'm 300 pounds and I can run through a wall at like 20 miles an hour. The, when you put 20, uh, 22 people on the field that can do that, that's dangerous. And what they've shown is that down to the youth level, uh, this is even more dangerous, uh, which is even scarier. And we have a death rate of there's 10 kids now dead in youth football. People don't know that, they don't want to talk about it anymore. Happens every year, 10 to 20 kids die in youth football because of our underdeveloped neurological systems. And when those are compromised in a developing brain, uh, those neurons and things that happened to me as a professional athlete with a full, you know, grown body and brain, uh, for me it was described as this thing, uh, when you get knocked unconscious, it's like unplugging a computer and you plug it back in. Little kids, these things don't plug back in, okay? The damage is significant and severe. Uh, to where we have these rates of death and paraplegic uh, situations in youth football at unbelievable rates that they say are going up even with all the education we have. So if you understand how the cannabinoid system works and what CBD actually does, um, for me in football it's paramount to, to really uh, let people know of those neuroprotective aspects. Um, but in all the imbalances from anxiety to stress, I mean, I've been around runners to receivers, everybody. When you get nervous, that compromises your ability to perform. And so from performance to recovery to protection, cannabis covers it because your cannabinoid system covers it. That's what directs healing in all your body and that's what all these synthetic medications are trying to do is speak to that cannabinoid system. Vicodin just doesn't go to your injury and kill the pain goes to your brain and it has to then decipher all these chemicals that they've conjured up in their lab to talk to your cannabinoid system. That's the ironic thing about this whole deal that ph- big pharma doesn't want you to understand. They're trying to manipulate your cannabinoid system. So as, you know, we talk to our doctors, I just, you know, I just urge them to learn about the cannabinoid system because it's, it is, uh, deals with every facet of athletics, period from performance recovery and sustainability to have a longer career i know i would have played longer there's no doubt about that yeah yeah will did you have something
1: to add? yeah you know i was just gonna say i think what kyle touched on is something that kind of gets overlooked because typically in sports you know especially me even you know i think cbd it's real easy to think just your muscle recovery and your joint health with balms or Uh, you know, topicals, creams, whatever, Um, but there's so much that our endocannabinoid system helps us with that trying to pick out, you know, almost we have to kind of pick out one thing because if we try to say, oh, it helps with this huge mirage of stuff, it's almost confusing, you know, how does it help me have energy and help me sleep better at night? I don't understand, Um, you know, so it's like we have to you almost pick out these things of what it helps with, but it's, it's just so helpful for your overall health um, and just your general wellness.
5: Mm-hmm. Well, that's where products come involved. You know, I mean, different products, topicals can direct that healing towards a certain area uh, and connect that cannabinoid system. As soon as I mean, people want to know, how does this topical work better than all these others I've ever tried? Uh, it's because it's cannabis. And as soon as your body senses that, it's sending a signal directly to that area because your body wants this. Um, they say in the first uh, uh, 14 weeks of gestation of, of, of a baby growing inside, uh, that the CB1 receptors become apparent and very, very apparent. And we start to produce cannabinoids. Uh, and that breast milk even is chock full of cannabinoids. But we don't want to talk about that, you know. So we have to sit and wonder, but all these different uh, products that you see in these events have... Uh, different uses to address different problems because we've kind of figured that out through trial and error. But you know, overall, just put it in your system. It'll yeah. work.
0: Yeah. What are some of the areas that you're using currently in you know recovery and training where you can nicely integrate CBD to, into something that's existing that doesn't have side effects that some of the previous things that you turned to had. Go ahead, Brock,
4: yeah. um, I think for athletes in particular, I think. The potency is relatively important, and also, of course, the delivery method, the more you can absorb, the more effective it's going to be, essentially. Um, I tried dozens and dozens of CBDs for a while, and I was having uh, an issue with it actually doing anything. And I I think, at least in the running community, I can't speak for all other sports, but a lot of people have had the same experience. They go on Amazon and buy something that's cheap, it has fillers, it's really not good quality (laughs) CBD. Um, It's lab tested. And they're like, oh, this stuff doesn't work. And that's, I don't know if you guys have that, but that's an objection that we have to overcome. And so in the, in the running community, you know, runner's knees are, you know, the biggest complaint, obviously, back pain, foot pain. So I think topicals are extremely effective for, for endurance athletes. And I mean, any athlete, really, but you can just put something right on the muscle, let it concentrate, let it do its magic, I mean, I would, I would agree with Kyle. Like, I, I think I would have had a longer career, would have recovered faster. Like, it's just amazing, and more people need to know about it.
0: Good. Anyone else have any to add on that front?
5: I can go on for days. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, honestly, uh, uh, CBD uh, has been a game changer for me. It will be a game changer, period, for sports. Uh, there's nothing better or more. Uh, important in sports right now than for the sports community to recognize this. I've urged the NFL to do it um, as the NFL could very quickly in one season showcase the power of CBD um, and all the other sports as it would uh, allow for longer careers. I mean, I've talked to runners that that run 100-mile marathons now because they found cannabis. They were about to leave running because of the pain and you know, all the other things that are involved with the demand from running a marathon. Uh, and then they found cannabis and now they're running hundred mile marathons. <laughs> and they literally say, they stop off the side of the road with their buddies at this checkpoint and they get their mind right and they just go. Um, and so, you know, how does this work? You know, it's, it's important for us to all just charge our physicians and our team owners and everybody. I mean, right now the Rams have a, a player, an offensive lineman who's arrested for drunk driving and there's a beer can with the uh, NFL logo on it of the Rams, okay? Um, uh, prior to that, they had an offensive lineman that, that allowed them to send a message to the rest of the team and the offensive line to say, we don't want you guys using marijuana. And that was their starting right guard, uh, Brown, number 68. And they suspended him for the first four games of the season because he tested positive for cannabis. THC. Um, THC is in majority of CBD products, and you can test positive for even just CBD. Uh, There's different ratios and levels in all these sports of testing for nanograms. The Olympic Committee jacked that up when extreme sports came on the scene to 150 nanograms, which would eliminate testing uh, for, I mean, you wouldn't test positive for 150 nanograms. Nobody's going to test positive for marijuana all these guys doing snowboard flips over buildings said we don't care about your gold medals more than we care about this plant because it allows us to think about doing this and yeah, nike's paying me three million dollars you're not so you know um, until these companies like the nfl and these others drop their testing uh, on cannabis we're not going to see this but uh, if they would then we'd stop having these incidents where you have Guys getting arrested for alcohol, abusing everything from drugs and alcohol to their, their families and themselves. Uh, this would completely end. Uh, there's no doubt about it. So for me, this is um, you know, why I'm here and why I've created a company and why I speak on panels. I got to go coach uh, five man flag football here in two hours back in Riverside. <laughs> so, you know, th- this is important. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I hope that everybody will spread this message.
0: Good. Thank you for all of that. So um, we do have some time for audience questions. If anyone wants to, yeah? I have a question uh, uh, regarding uh, the years
5: Cardinals running back. Did you hear a story of him before? Uh, not it, yet? Uh, uh, which one? Recently? Yeah, it's not, gonna, yeah, it's not uh, gonna, It was a running back with Cardinals and Mm-hmm. Actually, TAC, Mike Smith. Yeah, I'm sorry. Mike Smith? The, was that Was out on yeah. the CNN episode? Yeah, yeah right. He's not advocating that. For, uh, yeah, he was uh, – I don't know where he's at. I don't think he's on the team. I think that oh, he – No, he's no longer playing. No, he's no he's longer playing. playing, yeah. He's uh, part of Yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how to answer that.
0: in the back? Kyle,
4: maybe you yeah. know, what's the holdup with the NFL on this thing? I know, like, the NBA – oh.
5: Uh, the NFL is saying they've got a committee in Nashville working on it. I've asked them to send us those results or con- con- converse with myself or Ricky or any of the other guys, and they don't do it. They don't care. They've got a group in Nashville, apparently, of, Nashville, of all places, uh, that's studying uh, cannabis and its efficacy. Yeah, yeah. I, How
2: yeah. I about say from the NBA standpoint, um, it's definitely not a you know we know that you're smoking. We, you know they test four times, so they're they're actively trying to catch the players. You know, uh, you know using. You know what I mean. But kind of what their stance is right now, I kind of I'm you know I get the runaround. It's like we, we need more testing. We need more testing. So I'll bring a team of doctors. Like okay, we want to perform some tests. Oh, we're not ready yet. So um, you know it just seems like it's it's. We're running in quicksand, you know, it's like we're not getting anywhere, but, um, you know, the Players Association, you know, from, you know, the the next meeting I had was that if the Players Association uh, decides to make this an issue, then they'll, they'll view it a little bit more seriously. So now what I've been doing is just turning to educating, you know, the Players Association as much as I can. And now they just hired a doctor to start doing some form of testing or whatever. So I think that, you know, the NBA will allow CBD before they allow THC. You know, so I think it'll be some type of some form of a topical and that'll be like the first barrier and then we'll just keep moving from there. But I do know like there are some like other top players that are like really like fed up and thinking about like coming out and saying like they use and the reason why they use. And
4: you think it's just you think it has to do with just the public perception that they feel I
2: think it's perception because just think about the world. We live in a simple world. Like, look at that president, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, you know, Steph Curry goes out, and he goes 0 for 10, and uh, cannabis is allowed. They're going to be like, oh, he must have been high before the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's stupid stuff like that, but it's real. And I can see Instagram going crazy over that. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's all about perception in my opinion.
5: Misinformation, yeah. and, you know, not being educated. Unfortunately, there's too many ignorant people that don't care to use Google. Right. It's real okay. simple.
3: So one of the things when you were talking out that triggers my mind. You know, there was a big, a big shift from using the word marijuana to cannabis. Right. Because cannabis is actually, you know, it, it is it's what we should be referring to it as. But one of the things that that you have said several times, which I would say, would might trigger things in people's minds, as you say. Use. Right. So when you say use, it has a drug connotation. If you said treat, it might, it's a, it might be received a little bit differently. Correct. So I think that sometimes when we talk about it, um, people people have already have this negative thought in their mind about it, and, and so switching to the, toward cannabis mm-hmm. is important. So maybe. We can also think about how
5: we refer to it, because right. people use heroin. Right, I right. You don't want them to use. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 They use Vicodin, they use uh, exactly. Percocet, right. and, Lorty, yeah. Garviset, and this is and flexorol, and Somas. And
3: this is and mm. much, much
5: healthier for them. 100%. Unfortunately, semantics rule the conversation. Unfortunately. Yeah. No.
1: But you know, I also think this issue with perception is a generational thing, too. You know, it's the older generations that are still holding on to these ideas because they were the ones that were taught for decades all this stuff that was wrong. You know, I'm 27 years old, I'm, I'm still very young. You know, I, and even I, grew up thinking all these negative thoughts about cannabis. So, you know, you know, but as I see that, you know, my peers and the people definitely younger than me, you know, they don't have these same ideas that, were taught for so long because, you know, the 16-year-olds in high school, they do get on Google, you know, and they're like, oh, hey, you know, here's the facts. You know, you can't tell me this, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go find it out for myself. So, you know, I think that it's just a matter of time as, you know, the education happens, you know, everyone's getting educated. But the good news is the people who are young and are going to become our young adults and then our adults, They already, and then they vote, they're the ones that know. They're the ones that already understand.
3: Yeah. Go
0: ahead. I'm a physician, so I'm one of the docs that you're talking about. But when I retired from a company I owned, um, I came home, and two of my son's friends that I had coached, little league, coached, you know, soccer, and then was their den mother. Uh, I mean, it devastated me. devastated me. I saw that every single day at work but it was so i mean it was like my kids and so at that time it was back in october i just decided i was going to write every single one of my colleagues and i mean i lost a few they thought i was totally nuts. but they're more and more coming around so it's very encouraging
5: good yeah go ahead Question regarding testing, the pure form CBD has 0.03 THC, correct? It's allowed. Okay, it's allowed, but it's very minimal. Even at that level, if an athlete in NBA or, or NFL takes CBD, that's against uh, the league rules, CBD pure form has 0.03 yeah. T H C is that not allowed? Well,
2: in the in the, in the laws it says byproducts. No, By it's so a like of testing. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just it saying, saying the you test, test. it
5: doesn't it's show. Thirty-five THC. nanograms. Yeah. Well, that, they, it they they
2: moved it up to uh, I heard to one twenty.
5: Yeah. Yeah. So this is this what you're talking about has fluctuated throughout yeah. sports. It started out as fifteen nanograms, which is the government standard for all government jobs, truck drivers, government workers, etc police officers, you're at 15 nanograms. So all sports started at that, with 3 for Madness. Uh, they real they then realized that through science that uh, people can test positive over 15 nanograms naturally in production of their own THC inside their body because of our <laughs> endocannabinoid system. So other sports leagues then increased that. So the NFL, uh, NBA, everybody started at 15. Then the Olympics, because of dealing with all these other countries and other uh athletes that uh, were Western medicine was not and these other medicines were testing positive. So then they increased to 35 nanograms, the IOC did, International Olympic Committee. Uh, three years ago, um, but he was a lifetime truck driver, uh, was sitting at home off his injury on a cane, everything. I sent him CBD. He's up in the yard. He's running around. He's doing work now. He now goes, I'm going to go back to truck driving. He doesn't tell me when I would it easily. told him, hey, just don't take that like the day before because your body will burn through that level of THC, if you just work out or take a walk or jog or something. Um, college athletes have been doing this for years to try to beat these tests of the NCAA, and it works. Uh, drink a lot of water, Nisha, all these Golden Seals. Okay, so my father doesn't do that. He tests positive for THC and doesn't, he has to go on a year. My flawless track record of driving trucks around this country, long haul truck driver, working for major companies, and now he's suspended for a year because. He tested positive at like 0.88 uh, nanograms of THC or 81 or something like that in his system. So he had to sit out for another year, uh, which he was fine with that because he needed to get an injury taken care of. And then now he's complaining about all his pain, and so then he had to go get his surgery, get his hip replaced, and now he's back to trucking and you know here and there, and complaining all the time about how pain, painful it is. You know, so it's unfortunate. Go ahead take for somebody in the league in the sports professional league that's on top
2: to come forward and say something like people to say you guys are able to speak about it because you're retired now are you guys nudging your your guys to like to transcend to step forward and say something and, and, and what do you think how long do you think that's going to take I think the reason why I think it's, it's going to happen sooner or later especially with the NBA guys is because they make so much money now so like before you was always worried about losing your job your endorsements and all that but like these guys are making 40 million dollars a year and different things like that even if they get busted or they say they smoke there's nothing the league can do about it but put them in a program let's just say you know what i'm saying so i think that because now these guys have more courage and they're not worried about the backlash of how it would affect their livelihoods you know what i'm saying i personally think that it may be one of those guys but you know the nfl may be the same thing you know i always say like you know if you know, if just Tom Brady did it, it would change the NFL forever. You know what I'm saying? And it sucks that that's the world we live in. Like you know, in the NBA, you have guys. But if LeBron did it, it changes everything. Now, they, now Adam Silver wants to sit down and hear everything. He want, he he's going to be in this in this room now. You know what I'm saying? It sucks that it sucks that it takes that for You know, for us to move this thing forward. You know, but I, I personally think that it's going to happen sooner than we think.
5: I already has in the NBA. I mean, Phil Jackson, Steve, uh, Steve Kerr. Kerr. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. got a guy coaching the NBA Finals that he said, hey, I use this. Right. And it just went new, you know? I mean, they just dropped that thing. The media is the problem. Uh, our president's not too far off, <laughs> as it turns out. They're the problem on both sides. Uh, they, re- they choose to remain ignorant. I don't know how many interviews I've done. Even CNN. I sat there with Sanjay Gupta and their producers and said, I got this boxer. I woke him up out of a... <laughs> in coma he was in a coma in iowa 19 year old professional boxer daniel twitch sponsored by rockaware unbelievable upcoming fighter gets knocked out in iowa in a fight i reach out on social media on instagram his cousin calls me i send him cbd i don't hear from him until i see on the news he's coming back home his cousin calls me a month later and says you saved my cousin's life period he woke up after i gave him the cbd they did one brain surgery, they, they, it didn't, the bleeding didn't stop. He wasn't waking up, he's in a coma. They did another brain surgery, not when really, it's not bleeding, not stopping. Uh, the swelling, everything, continued to go. They come and tell the family. He said, literally, he came and told us he's gonna be a vegetable at best if he wakes up uh, and likely Sorry. he's not remaining in a coma and likely he's gonna pass away. You're gonna to have to make a decision here. He says, cousin said, after I talked to the doctors, I told him, I said, go to the doctors. He said, I told the doctors I got CBD. They said, don't worry, we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna mess with that. We're doing everything we can. He said, as soon as they came back from that second brain surgery and told him that they're gonna lose their his cousin, he said, I said, fucking, I went in there and I put it under his tongue like he told me to and rubbed it into his gum line while he was in his coma. 30 minutes he wakes up. And the kid's on a plane two weeks later, or three weeks later, flying back to Southern California, is now studying abroad uh, in Europe. And I tell CNN this story, and they don't want to talk about it. Too much. Too much for them. So they, they, so they film me smoking weed. They want to talk. Hey, can you dose for us? Can you dose for us? Please. Can you dose for us right now? Fine, fine. Fine. You guys want to show us You can show it all you want. You can show this side, because this saved my life, period. I smoke about 10 joints a day, straight up. <laughs> I've never been healthier. I've been healthier. I take over a hundred milligrams of CBD day. Never been less stress-free in my life. And able to be a father, a husband. Now 15 years. I got two kids. I got Elementary school, drop off and pick up and everything. (laughs) It's cool. I'm counseling people in the parking lot hitting each other and raging and, you know, all these people are, you know, from NFL owners to these people are just pilled out and drinking all day long. You know? I mean, it's uh, it's insane. Yeah. Either way. It's just semantics. At the end of the day, this is...
0: Go ahead with your question.
1: So with all the money and the media and everything in the professional sports, do you think that there might be a bigger move in the college sector?
5: Like, do you think maybe the NCAA will be more relaxed um, in a shorter time frame? No. I can't say it. I don't think any of them will stop until the federal restrictions, you know, deschedule. They deschedule cannabis. That's what everyone should call for. It doesn't deserve to be a schedule one drug, period. Or descheduled to a two, just needs to be let loose uh, and let the free market. What about WADA? Say again? Oh, well, they yeah, came they out, yeah, they, they already did that. But Nothing changed, know. no? Because yeah. they're private-owned companies, you know? They do what they want, you know? They can do it, they can stop testing today if they wanted to. What is the bearing of cannabis in sports, anyways? They're right. promoting alcohol, gambling, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everything. I mean, the Raiders are going to Las Vegas, NBA's gonna be there, right. hockey's already there, right. you know? So, what are we, we're promoting everything but cannabis. Literally everything. Do you
0: have a
3: question? Yeah.
0: Is um, topical use more acceptable with these teams because it's less likely to test out? With, you know, like I have a lot of athlete clients. I have two kinds of chronic pain clients I have athletes. And they're very happy with just the topicals so far that we work with, you know what I mean? So some sort of ingestible that might make them pass positive right now the people that i'm working with don't really have to deal with that but i'm just curious
4: like you know on a professional level like is topical use where someone's not going to most likely test positive for using that because it's been very effective with my people like are they using that at that level i know i know in the professional ultra running and like marathon running community it is topical um exactly because uh, Ultra running is like the sport where you don't get paid shit to ultra run. You have a daytime job, too, for most of these people. So they're freaked out about testing positive. So absolutely, I, I advise them all to start with the topical. Um, you know, if it's not going into the bloodstream, chances are pretty slim they're going to test out. So, yeah, I, I think it's an awesome place to start. Yeah.
5: But well, there's THC. You can, you can do it. You, can, you don't have to have THC. That's why I started my company. I don't want to talk about it too much, but you can extract that's the beauty of cannabis today you can extract pure extractions pure isolate cbd uh and take all thc out of it little kid i give see my cbd to my kids every day now for over two years and our doctors are amazed at how healthy they are they've got great genetics between my wife and i but literally they can't believe how uh, well these kids are doing like literally uh, you know i mean uh, to the flu shot and everything where they live, they say they, they're off the charts on everything. Like, I would not give this child anything because why? Why would we disrupt what's going on right now? And we tell them about CBD, even with our kids, and they go, awesome. I, you know, so. Awesome. Cool. Good.
0: Any other questions?
5: Yeah, I just have a comment. We underestimate our uh, kids these days because, I mean, even though not in some cases they know more than us, in, especially in some of these areas. Yeah, they
4: do,
0: yeah. they do. Another question in the back?
5: Can
3: I take
4: a picture? Of it? <laughs> sure. Can I say one last thing? I, I think change is coming, and um, a great example. So there's a top ultra runner. His name's Avery Collins. Google this guy. He's unbelievable, lives in Colorado. and. Um, he was really the first ultra athlete professional to come out and just openly say, I use cannabis, period. Um, and what's funny is you have these top shoe companies, you have Hoka, you have uh, Ultra in, in that space and their top athletes are scared of losing their sponsorships. I mean, that's the name of the game. They're, they're freaked out. They have to take pledges to run clean in many cases. And this guy Avery just kind of came out and said, I don't care. Uh, it helps me. I see it as medicine. It's gone on CNN, you know, smoked a bowl before he runs up in the mountains, and he just doesn't care. And yeah, he doesn't have a top shoe company that sponsors him, but he has a top dispensary in Denver that sponsors him. And I think, how cool is that? And I think as the industry grows, obviously there's a huge influx of money. Instead of it being Budweiser sponsoring teams, I think it'll be cool to see major cannabis brands sponsoring teams. Right. It's going to be amazing, and I think it's coming.
0: Good, well thank you to all the panelists. Give everyone a good, warm thank you.